96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to the Wealth Guardian Show with not Doug Ray this week. This is Garrett Ray. And listeners, I promise he'll be back next week. But we are helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. With me is Bryce Payne. And this morning, Bryce, we are talking about what is the purpose around all my retirement accounts. Good morning, Garrett. Good to see you here in the studio again. And you're right. There's a lot of different types of accounts out there. And it's really crucial to understand the purpose and advantages of each type of account to make the best choice for your retirement future. And in this episode, we're going to delve into those different types of retirement accounts, including 401ks, IRAs, Roths, and several other uh, more uh, off the beaten path type of examples of accounts. And we're going to help you weigh the pros and cons of each and give you insights into the purposes that they serve so that you can make an informed decision. And so join us here on our uh, weekly episode of the Wealth Guardians radio show and discover why understanding the purpose of these accounts is essential for securing a comfortable retirement. Now, before we get started in the uh, meat of the program here, Garrett, uh, you look well rested after our little trip down to uh, (laughs) Dallas last week. Yeah, yeah, we definitely were in Dallas last week. It's the reason that we didn't record an episode uh, last week. You know, part of what we have to do, Bryce, is, you know, as financial advisors is educate our clients on what their options are in retirement. But the other part of that is we also have to keep continually educating ourselves. It's a requirement. It is a requirement. And so we had the opportunity to go down to Dallas and go through a three-day seminar where... Symposium. Symposium, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a nationwide um, gathering of financial advisors to learn the latest and greatest on what is new in the investment world, um, making sure that we're up to speed with the ever-changing tax codes and how they affect uh, affect this industry. And it really was a great opportunity to just kind of share some best practices and learn from some really talented folks in the industry. Right. Yeah. You know, the, these type of symposiums happen with just about every field out there. So it's kind of yeah. funny to see when you go to one of these, what's the group that is in the conference rooms across the <laughs> hall from us? Is, is it dentists or who is it? Right. And uh, so, yeah, so you learn the, the tips of the tips and tricks from the best in the business. And that is what uh, we spent the last couple of days doing last week. Got some good tips there, but I'm, I'm going to morph this into, you know, we always do a uh, wealth guardian service salute of here. Of course we do. Yep. And uh, last time that we did this show, it was after the Super Bowl, and we, our wealth guardian service salute was to the women of the military, of the armed forces, because they had that uh, all-female flyover over the Super Bowl, which was great. Mm. And we're going to do that again. We're going to dedicate this particular wealth guardian service salute to uh, one specific person out there, and that is none other than the Wealth Guardian's founder, Doug mm. Ray. Yeah. And the reason we're doing that is because Doug Ray had the enormous honor of being the inaugural recipient of the William H. Kane Lifetime Achievement Award amongst thousands of advisors right. that were there. There were two uh, recipients of this award, and it was the first time they ever did this Lifetime Achievement Award. Your dad had no idea this was coming. <laughs> it was a big secret. We yeah. got him all to the we got him to the front row. We knew it was happening. Many of our clients knew it was happening, but uh, they showed that video up there of him of all, a number of our clients in our office saying what an impact Doug had made on their lives and how grateful they were for being clients of the Wealth Guardians. 
And your dad, I took a picture. Your dad had tears, and he was doing the very best he could to not be crying there. And he, he lost his stoicism there. A little, just for just for a minute. He did he did better than the other recipient did. He, he did, yeah. He did. So anyway, uh, Doug, uh, congratulations on your uh, re- receiving the award, the William H. Kane Lifetime Achievement Award in uh, financial planning. So let's go ahead now and uh, Garrett get started. Uh, talking about what's the purpose of all my accounts. So we're going to talk about the different types of accounts that one might have, whether it's for retirement or even something else. There's different registrations. Yes, there are. And Garrett, a lot of people will, when they sit down and do financial planning with us, they not only sometimes don't understand the difference between, say, a 401k and a 403b or an IRA and a Roth, Mm. but they will get, it's not uncommon that people will confuse the registration of the account right, yep. with the investments inside of an account. So before we start talking about 401ks and IRAs and Roths and all the other types of accounts out there, I want to paint a picture for somebody who maybe saves into their 401k but has never really even checked the stock market. There's two different concepts you have to think about here. There is the registration of the account, which simply tells the IRS how you can how they can and cannot tax the monies inside the account and Absolutely. how much perhaps how much you can contribute to it those little things but then there is the investments inside that account mm-hmm. so picture a shoebox and on the shoebox you've written 401k well uncle sam's looking down on that shoebox and they <laughs> see the lid on the top they see 401k written in the magic marker there that simply tells uncle sam what the rules are for them being able to tax this account when you open up the shoebox You've got money in there. Right. You can take that money in that shoebox and invest it in stocks, mm-hmm. bonds, mutual funds. Just leave it in cash if you wanted to. Sure. Company uh, stock. There's a number of different things that you could invest it in. If it's an IRA, it could be real estate. It could be um, precious metals. All different types of investments. So I want you to. I want. We're starting off this conversation by my painting that picture. So. You out there, if you're not overly familiar with the different types of accounts, why different account types exist, and how that is separate from the actual investment in the right. account. All right, so that's, so I painted that picture. So now, Garrett, let's start talking about one of the most basic types of accounts out there, and that would be 401ks, 403bs, 457 plans. Talk to us about those type of accounts first. What are the details of these? These are employer-sponsored plans. You're right, exactly. So that was the first thing I was going to say. Probably the one that we're all the most familiar with, 401ks, 403bs, 457 plans. Employer-sponsored, You also they are tax-advantaged, so any amount of money that the employee makes a contribution to, you can then deduct that contribution off of your income when you file the following year. So it's not counted. So if you contribute $5,000, $10,000 into yep. a 401k and you made, say, $100,000 for the year, you get to subtract that 10000 from your 100000 So you're only paying taxes at the end of the year on 90000 That's correct. Okay. Yep. All right. Absolutely. Now, not all, but many of them do offer some sort of company match. Typically, the company may say, we will match dollar for dollar up to 3% of your salary. So you get a little bit of extra kicker there, you know, commonly referred to as quote unquote free money. I mean, you're obviously working for it, but that can boost your uh, overall contribution in your savings in that account. So if you, if you are not contributing to your 401k, if you decide mm. to opt out, I need this money, you're actually giving up about 3% or so in your scenario yep. of your salary because the employer then keeps it because he's only going to contribute to your 401k yep. if you've contributed. 
to your right. 401k. Right. So you're you're basically jipping yourself out of some free money there <laughs> if you decide not to contribute at all to your 401k and there was a match that you're missing out on. Yeah, you know, common advice is if you if at all possible, it's worth to contribute at least up to the up match, to the match. Up to the if match. you can if you can afford it. Occasionally yes. if you have a a really employee-friendly employer, They'll do something called a safe harbor contribution where, let's say you contributed zero. They, they, may, still, they may kick in 1% or 2% as an, an additional employee benefit. So that's kind of nice, but not not, not, a not, a, not necessarily common. Okay. There are also people will ask, what are, I know there's some limitations on to how much I can contribute. What's my max amount that I can contribute? An individual can contribute, at least for 2023, 22500 but there is a catch-up plan for those who are over 50. You can contribute up to $30,000 into your 401k. And then there's a third category there. The total sum of employee plus employer contributions is capped at $66,000 in 2023. Right. So that 22000 or whatnot, that does not include the employer Correct. Match. So Correct. just to be clear on it, sometimes yep. people ask us that question. All right. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardians. And in this segment, we're talking about what's the purpose of all my accounts. There's a lot of different types of accounts out there. And we're just helping our listeners understand the difference between all these different types of retirement and non-retirement types of accounts. So that covers us on the 401k and 403bs. And basically the bottom line on those where they're employer-sponsored plans that are pre-tax monies in, in the growth. You're not, it's a tax-deferred account. Okay. So having said that, and, and speaking of taxes, Garrett, we actually have a seminar coming up. Uh, it's our first true seminars of the year. Yes, and they are coming up in March, and it's Thursday, March 23rd. And then again on Tuesday, March 28th, taxes and retirement. And the reason that this is important, if you are 20 years away from retirement, maybe this doesn't interest you too much. But if you are approaching retirement or maybe just retired, I can assure you tax brackets and tax rules and tax laws on your various types of income in retirement, whether mm -hmm. it's social security or some side gig that you have, the tax rules change. And yeah. if you've only been familiar with the types of taxes that surround you while you're working, you are not familiar, therefore, with the types of taxes that will surround you while you are retired. And I highly encourage you to attend the seminar. There is no cost or obligation to attend the seminar, but you do have to reach out to us and register. And you can do that by giving us a call at 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. It's Thursday, March 23rd. And again, Tuesday, March 28th. In our uh, Broyhill office suite here at the old library in uh, Clemens, you can also register by going to our website, thewealthguardians.com, and clicking on the events tab. Again, no cost or obligation, but you do have to register. Garrett, interestingly enough, the only one that we had time for here in the first segment was 401ks. <laughs> I encourage everyone to stick around because we've got a lot of other ones coming up here, including IRAs and Roths. We've got a quick trivia question here, Garrett, before we go into the break, and here it is. You ready? I am ready. On March 1st, 1998, this film became the first film to gross $1 billion. On March 1st, 1998, think back to where you were. Okay. What film was it? All the right. The first film to uh, reach $1 billion gross. Stick around for the answer to that trivia question on the other side of this short break. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Garrett Ray. And the show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM. 
WTOB. 96.7 FM, WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardian Show with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along with Garrett Ray. And in the second segment, we're going to continue what we were talking about in the first segment. What's the purpose of all of my accounts? Now, before we get to our trivia question, I've got two questions for you. A, are you looking forward to your retirement? B, do you want to make sure that you're making the best financial decisions for your retirement? Well, if you answered yes to those questions, and I sure hope you did, then Garrett and I have great news for you. We here at The Wealth Guardians offer a no-cost, no-obligation, second-opinion-slash-review of your retirement plan, including a deep analysis of your assets, investment portfolio, insurance policies, income needs, risk tolerance, risk exposure, tax mitigation strategies, legacy goals, and the fees you are currently paying. Our goal is honestly quite simple. We want to help you lower your fees and align your risk and improve your overall retirement picture so you can retire the job and keep the paycheck. But the ball is in your court. You have to give us a call. And our phone number is 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. Give us a call or visit us at thewealthguardians.com today to set up your financial review with Doug, Garrett, and myself. Now, remember, the markets aren't going to wait for you. So let's go ahead and get to that trivia question. Garrett, are you ready? I believe that I am. You believe that you are. All right. The trivia question is, on March 1st, 1998, this film became the first film to gross $1 billion. What film was it? And Garrett, I'm going to, I don't know your exact age, but were you somewhere around 10 years old at this time? I was a little older than that. I was like 13 or 14. Okay. In the ballpark. You, do, you, <laughs> do you think you know what this is? I, I think I have a, a pretty strong inkling, and I think it involved a very famous 1990s heartthrob. Uh, I'm going to say my guess is this is Titanic starring Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. There we go. Not only did you know the name of the film, but you knew the <laughs> two. I, I would have gotten Leonardo's name, but I wouldn't have gotten uh, Kate Winslet's name before doing the research. I mean, it's Leo, this. man. You it's know, Leo. It's, yeah, is, he's yeah. a great actor even now. So he really is. I, yeah. saw, I saw him in... Um, the first time I saw him was in uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, and he wasn't even the main, uh, okay. the main yep. person in that. And I thought... We're going to see more of this guy yeah. going on. So, yeah, yeah the, the actual, this is fine. So you're, you're absolutely right. It was Titanic. The movie, this is an interesting, couple interesting facts here. The movie cost $200 million to make, Jeez. while the original ship, the original Titanic, the actual <laughs> ship, cost $7.5 million to make. Okay. If you adjust that seven point five for inflation up to 1998... 180 million. That's so funny. So the movie literally <laughs> cost more even after adjusted ship. for inflation. Yeah, that's how much Leonardo DiCaprio cost to be in your film. Wow. Okay. And interestingly enough, I had no idea about this. Titanic, the movie Titanic, was the second film to win Best Picture that was about the historic ship. In 1933, the film Cavalcade was also about the ship. Hmm. That won Best Picture, Best Director, and Art Direction. So if you want to huh. if, if you want to get a best if you want to get a best picture just make a movie about Titanic apparently yeah. is the takeaway from <laughs> from that right there. Well, good job, Garrett. Once again, gets it. He's proven himself very hard to stump. <laughs> now let's go back to our show here. We have got a number of different other accounts to get through here. We do. What's the purpose of all my accounts? In the first segment, we talked about four hundred one ks and four hundred three bs and four fifty sevens, basically your employer sponsored plans right. and how their pre tax monies are tax deferred. Let's move on now to the other one, IRAs. 
Okay, IRA, so individual retirement agreement. Agreement, so I love pe- it. Some people will say account. That's technically not true. Right. So IRAs, at least a traditional IRA, let's talk about that first. We'll get to Roth IRAs here later. Traditional IRA, let's talk about contributions. How much can I contribute? Again, individual in your age below 50, $6,500 in 2023. Again, if you make this contribution, that's going to then when you file taxes the following year, you can deduct that from your income. Um, so you get some some tax advantages there. There is a catch up if you're over 50 and they give you an additional $1,000 to $7,500. Within an IRA, you typically have the whole breadth of the market that you could choose to invest in. Unlike so, 401ks. Unlike 401ks where if you're lucky, you might have 25, 30 investment choices. Typically, they're mostly mutual funds. There might be a stable value fund in there or a money market position. TSP uh, accounts famously have about seven right, different investment right, options right. in them. So, so there are advantages to if you you know, you're actively employed, have a 401k, also opening up an IRA if you can, simply just for the investment choice and the different uh, strategies you can implement within them. So to say that, just to be clear for our listeners, let's say that you're maxing out your 401k. There mm. is nothing stopping you from maxing out your IRA as well. It's not one or the other. It's both. You can max out yeah. both. But there is a caveat to being able to, what's what's the requirement to being able to contribute to an IRA? Uh, you have to have earned income in that in that year. Of that amount. Of that amount, of that so, amount. So yes. Yes. So you can't earn only $5,000 and contribute $7,000 to your IRA. Correct. That is true. You can also, a lot of a lot of our clients out there, the um, one of the couple members is already retired, but the other is working. Mm. You can contribute to your spouse's IRA. So you, if your spouse is yes. retired or maybe not working that year and you're making $100,000, you can contribute Six thousand five hundred, seven thousand five hundred to your own IRA, right. and the same amount to your spouse's IRA, as long as your overall income equaled right. that or was greater than that. So that's that's the contributions yeah. there for an IRA. One one other thing that I should get into about an IRA, and going back to the previous segment of four hundred one ks, keep in mind when you've made these contributions, you've had a tax advantage on that. Yes. So in that when, year, in that year, eventually, when you do get to the point of retirement, when you need to start taking distributions from those accounts, then they're going to count that distribution as income. Because remember, we haven't paid taxes on any of this money. Eventually, Uncle Sam wants to get his. And so we have that. this is where having a financial advisor on your side can be beneficial because a lot of these accounts have different uh, classifications of taxation in retirement. So just something to keep in mind for the listeners out there that, yes, you've got these 401ks, these IRAs, and you've worked really hard for them. Just keep in mind when you do eventually need to tap into those investments, yep, we're going to have to count that as income for ourselves and then that that is taxable. And I would highly encourage somebody out there to get in the proper mindset of these type of accounts. Garrett, tell us again what IRA stands for. Individual Retirement Agreement. And you've heard me say this. That's a misnomer. (laughs) I stands for individual, but it is not an individual account. You own that money along with Uncle Sam. It is not all of yours. So imagine that around 15 to 20% of that account has always belonged to Uncle Sam, does not belong to you, and you will have to pay Uncle Sam his portion whenever that money comes out. So just be of that mindset from the very beginning. Otherwise, it makes it hard for people to take distributions from their accounts because they feel like they're paying Uncle Sam their money. If you (laughs) just think you're paying Uncle Sam his portion of the money, then it's not as hard. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardians, and Garrett and I are talking about what's the purpose of all my accounts. So we've talked about 401ks and IRAs here. 
Garrett, let's talk about the opposite type of account now, yep. Roths. So Roths, okay, so very similar to a traditional IRA in the contribution limit. So we'll just cover those really quickly. If you're younger than age 50, same contribution limit as a traditional IRA, $6,500. And then again, if you're 50 or older, you get an additional $1,000, they call it the catch up. So 7,500, you're allowed to contribute when you're 50 and older. Here's the difference though. When you make a contribution into a Roth, you no longer get that tax advantage for that that so contribution that year. year. That's right. right. So let's say you contribute the full amount, 6500 You do not get to deduct that from your income when you file taxes the following year. Here's the thing, though. Since you wiped the taxes clean off of that money in the first place, then any growth inside of that account is tax-free. So it's the opposite. When you turn around in retirement and you start to take distributions from that Roth, that money comes out free of taxes which you can see if you contribute over a long period of time and you get some pretty substantial growth uh, with compound interest on your side, then that can really be a very beneficial tool indeed. There's a couple other strategies around, around Roths and IRA to Roth conversions that we could get into, but that's a little bit more detailed for, for this show. But that is something that you know Doug, Bryce, myself can certainly help advise you guys on how we can get more of your money into that tax-free bucket and how that could work. Uh, and two other points I'll add about both IRAs and Roths, unlike 401ks. <clears throat> 401ks, you have to make the contribution into that account by December 31st. Mm. IRAs and Roths, you are allowed to make the contribution into that account for the tax year up until April of the next yep, year. That is true. So right now, we're, we're, we're doing this show right now in uh, March of 2023. You're still allowed to make a contribution for 2022 as long as you haven't filed your taxes yet. That is true. You cannot do that for uh, 401ks. That has to be by December 31st. Mm -hmm. Talking about distributions from these accounts, if you take an early distribution, meaning before you are 59 and a half, you will have to pay a penalty for taking the money out of these types of accounts, IRAs and, well, ROSC is a little bit more complicated, but at least for IRAs, you you will have to pay a penalty for taking the money out of your IRA before you're 59 and a half, regardless right. of whether you're retired or not. There are some exceptions to those rules, but again, going too much into details for this. Roths, you are allowed to take the principal of yes. the accounts out at an earlier age, but not the growth of the accounts. So anyway, right. so let's now talk, Garrett. Uh, well, before we talk about the next one, which is simple IRAs and SEP accounts, let's remind everybody that we've got a taxes and retirement seminar coming up. Mm -hmm. The reason we're talking about this is because these are tax-advantaged accounts. So speaking about taxes, we've got our first seminar of the year, taxes and retirement, coming up. And it's Thursday, March 23rd. And then again, Tuesday, March 28th, at 6.30 p.m. at our office suite in the, uh, the old Clemens Library, in the Broyhill mm -hmm. Annex in Clemens. There is no cost or obligation to attend these uh, seminars, uh, one or the other, but you do have to register. And so you can reach out to us at 336-391-3409. 336-391-3409. Now, if you're only 20, 30 years old, maybe not a big interest to you on mm -hmm how taxes play into retirement. If you are approaching retirement or in retirement and you are not familiar with how tax laws change once you're retired, then you want to attend a seminar like this, 336-391-3409. Now, Garrett, we're almost out of time here, but I do want to touch base on simple IRAs and yep. SEP accounts. Tell us how those are different from your regular IRAs. Yeah, let's get down to the nitty gritty here. So simple IRAs, this is basically the small business solution 
when they can't get into a 401k like a large corporation can. So it allows a small business owner and that small pool of employees to still have a retirement account. What are the contribution limits? Uh, individuals less than 50, 15,500, so a little bit different there. And then over 50, 19,000. So you get a little bit larger catch up. Most simple IRAs require that the employer contribute uh, 3% on a match, similar to a 401k. There are some rules that the IRS kind of lets you skirt around a little bit there. Um, but as a general rule, at least a 3% contribution from your employer as well. Getting into SEPs, SEPs are for the self-employed individual. SEPs have some different rules. So it is, as far as contributions are concerned, it is 25% of your salary is the cap of the contribution or $66,000 in a given year, whichever one is less. Whichever one's less. So that allows yep. you to contribute a heck of a lot more money than yep. just an IRA. If you're a self-employed exactly. person and you're thinking, hey, I can only contribute 7500 to my IRA. No, you could open up a SEP IRA mm. for yourself and contribute a lot more. So that covers it for our 401ks, IRAs, Roth, simple IRAs, different types of retirement plans. We had some other accounts to go over, but we've run out of time. Uh, I always hate it when we uh, when we run out too early, Garrett, but uh, that is all the time that we have this week. We hope that the rest of your weekend is everything you want it to be. This is Bryce Payne along with Garrett Ray, the show's The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB.